awesome emerging brand today, something new, deep integrity, looking for really, really quality franchise partners. You're not going to miss this. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. Hey, welcome, Josh. I have Josh Malik on the on the call with us today. Uh, how you doing, Josh? I'm doing awesome, Don. Thank you. Hey, Joshua's got 31 years experience in the uh, tree care industry. I think he started when he was three years old or something. He looks so stinking young. Um, uh, but to let our audience know, you know, he started uh, Joshua Tree Experts when he uh, back in 2005. Uh, as a general tree services plant healthcare business, he's added some things to it. I always love when companies add new services as they see the needs in the in the marketplace. So he's added added lawn care, he added pest control. Then he decided, uh, you know, based on building his business uh, with a real strong uh, culture uh, and a culture of integrity, he decided to help other people into this same field by going national with a franchise concept. So he started his franchise late uh, 2021. So he's been a little more than a year uh, within the franchising space. And uh, that's why he's joining us today. So welcome again, Josh. Oh, I'm uh, excited to, to be a part of this. Thank you so much. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, let's get started. Um, I always like to ask, you know, at this stage in the business, been in business for, uh, if I do my math right, like 18 years, franchising just a short period of that. So what's what's your vision look like? You're an emerging brand. What's your vision look like for Joshua Tree Experts? Yeah, it's a good one. It's always a good one to, to build with your team too, right? Because there's a lot of people that, that push this shit forward. So um, ultimately, we have a BHAG big hairy audacious goal that we want to deliver over a million services in 10 years and we break that down by our tree care lawn care pest control service that we're doing right now at our home office we did about just over forty thousand in the past year as we're rolling that forward we're hitting about we want to hit about two hundred thousand in year three and then that puts us at a million uh, in 10 years uh, this year our short-term vision one year plan is we get 11 franchisees we want to sell 24 units we're really looking to get those two to three unit franchisees that can operate similar in a territory size that we're operating at the corporate office. Awesome. Awesome. So you see that through multi, multi-unit ownership then? We do. We do. We feel like you're going to be able to, for, for the different service lines that we're offering in the departments that we have, you can really scale this business. And if you have a multi-territory you can scale very, very quickly and you know, kind of your own pace. But if you want to scale really fast, you can, you're going to need those open territories to be able to do it. Okay. So hold that thought because uh, in, in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about who you're looking for, but let, let's look at, um, let's look at how this has been going now for you for again, 15 months, 18 months that you've been, uh, that you've been franchising. What's been your greatest challenge? Leads. Getting leads, in all honesty, that's uh, open honesty is the best, right? And that is that's absolutely 100% it. The leads that we have gotten have been really good quality leads. 
um, but actually getting people in the door interested that we can take them through the discovery process. That's been the toughest part. Um, in the we, we belong to broker groups. We have organically, we're putting some dollars into marketing and a marketing strategy, but actually getting people that want to come through and learn more about the Joshua Tree Expert System, that's been our hardest part. So, um, and I know you're with a lot of the different broker organizations. Um, how, how uh, you know, one part of my company is uh, we, we do franchise brokering. Um, what's been what's been some of the challenges? Because as I had shared with you before, you know, some of our target viewers are our brokers, you know. So um, yeah. what, what have been, you know, since that's a big part of your marketing plans, what uh, what have been some of your challenges, do you think, with with the brokers? It's funny, you get broke, you think, hey, I'm putting this money out, I'm going to these conferences, and hey, eventually they're just going to start presenting Joshua Tree. It doesn't work like that. you got to build relationships, right? People want to do business, and it, hey, it works on our consumer side. The more, the more we build, the more active listening, the more that we can you know, even teach consultants on how to present us and what does differentiate us from other franchise systems that are out there. That's really, really important. We have an inside director of franchise development now. He is doing really good. He's been with me for six years. He's really nurturing relationships. He's able to contact and communicate with them and can continue to communicate with the consultants. He's built that trust and building that rapport with them. And I think that was really lacked within our first, you know, 12, 14 months. Mm-hmm. I think to really work the broker network, you've got to build the relationship with the consultant first. They need to trust you and they need to be able to trust what you're offering. And we miss that. And I think we're really just starting to to learn on how to do that. And it's really working out for us because our lead generation is, is definitely building. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, uh, about 24, when I was a master franchisee, about 24% of my sales were from, were from consultant leads. And uh, yet uniquely, I'm going to say, 70, 75% of them were probably only from two consultants because we had had such a, such a strong relationship built up, such a trust. We worked very much hand in hand with, with them during the whole sales process. And, and consequently they'd like to to show us, I won't say, I won't say that we were on a short list because I'm very much against um, when I teach brokers how to, how to do this business, I, I don't like the shortlist because I remember one year, one of the organizations, one one broker said to me, hey, I was the number one salesperson for XYZ brand. And um, and I said, well, how did you do that? And he basically said, well, you know, even though I kind of tell people I'm matching them to the right things, I really show, you know, only five or six brands. So for the franchisors, that sounds good. Uh, but it also means you're excluded from hundreds of other lists. You know, if yeah. um, if the uh, if brokers have what I call the short list. So uh, so I think you're right. Uh, I, like I said, I couldn't I couldn't even I don't even know how many individual consultants uh, leads I've closed. But uh, but I did have a, a two of them that we, we just gelled. You know, it just it just worked. It just worked. So you're, you're spot on for all the emerging brands out there. Don't just join the organization, pay your membership dues and and go to conference you know you really as you said you've you've figured out you've really gotta you gotta build those relationships one way or the other whether you sell 
one or two a year with somebody or you sell 10 over the lifetime. Uh, those relationships are key. Absolutely. Yeah, I think right. the other thing is to realize like you're working a consultant together. You're really, you're, you're, you're a partnership with the consultant, right? They yeah. need to trust you. They need to trust what you're doing and you need to have that really good open communication. You need to be very active in that communication. And ultimately it's like, Hey, we want to do, do a deal together. And we, it's, it's, we both benefit from it. Right. And as you're nurturing that relationship with the candidate, right, they're going to bring you a candidate. We need to know that, Hey, we got to be able to date consult every step of the way. You know, what are some of the objections that they're talking about? What are some of the mountains we got to get through? Hey, what are some of the really good key points that they liked about the brand and just building that rapport, that freaking track is what they call it. Right. Mm -hmm. And talking back and forth is really, really, and just knowing that it really is a partnership. We we're working together for, for one case here. And that's, you know, we want to get a deal done. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, uh, what, uh, what people don't realize is the importance of that, that communication. Once you've made the registration with someone, uh, the, 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 uh, the communication is, is, is absolutely key is absolutely key. So um, the uh, the other thing, you know, consultants, again, for any emerging brands, I've taken up a little bit of your time here, Josh, but for any emerging brands who are watching, um, you know, the consultants want want to know two things. Number one, when they refer to you, is that is that uh, referral, is that candidate going to be treated well? Whether a sale is made or not, is that candidate going to be treated well? And then the second thing is they do want to know do you know how to close deals? Uh, just be very candid. Uh, they don't want to refer to brands that that have uh, poor salespeople, or you know, in some cases, emerging brands. You know, you have a you have a director, and I know you're working with an FOS or FSO. Excuse me. Um, the bottom line is they want to know that when they hand that lead off, do these people have a chance in Hades, you know, to to make a sale? Uh, because they've worked so hard to get the person to accept that introduction. So, um, uh, so that's great. So that's great. So we've talked about challenges. Um, I always like to go on the flip side of that. Um, again, uh, thinking a little bit in the franchising space, uh, what have been some of your highlights? You know, tell me some of the, the upside, the successes of the last, say, year and a half in franchising. Probably a lot of the relationships that I'm building personally with, with consultants and with other franchisors, I think it's honestly it helped me look at the the total business a little bit different on on expansion and really growing the brand and you know, just from our vendor relationships to the selection of equipment and vehicles that we want to keep within our system to grow properly and remain you know systematic. Uh, mm -hmm. and consistent, you know, with one thing, uh, our entire sales process, learning that, Hey, you can't do this on your own, <laughs> uh, getting some really good people to write, you know, we call it RPRS, right? Person, right seat, um, getting them in, mm -hmm. helping them build the vision with you. That's the one big thing. A lot of, I think founders, you know, they talk about the, the vision of being on their own and my people have been with me a long time. I really value a lot of what they say. So when we talk about growing the, the business, we talk about doing, you know, in the vision, what it looks like, it's team effort. So taking that team with you that I've taken for years and moving them up through it has been really good. Um, I've really 
it's just opened up my eyes. It's a totally different business. You know, I'm on the, the consumer end of, of, of my home service business that I'm in. Franchise franchising is totally different. So I'm learning a whole new aspect of, of a different type of business. And there's a lot of there's a lot of thrilling and, and adventure in that. So <laughs> yeah, I, I tell people that come to me and say, Hey, what do I, you know, uh, they know what I, the business I'm in, and they'll say, Well, what, you know, what do I look for? You know, in a, in a franchise when I'm going to buy one, and honestly, you know, the two two things I always talk about is, do they have their industry experience, which would seem to be the natural one, and most everybody should have industry experience. Although I've seen some people start franchises where they had no clue about the industry, they just saw an opportunity there. Uh, but then the other one is franchising is a whole nother business, and uh, and uh, you know, as an emerging brand. You've got to know or, you know, bring on talent that has franchising experience. And that's what I, I tell people. you got to have at least one of those two, but preferably both of those if you're going to seriously look at a brand. So so it's good you recognize that that's, a, that's another um, industry or that's another field that you have to, you have to get up to speed on uh, in order to be successful in this. So I know in your, uh, in, in your intro, you talked about... Um, launching nationally so are are you are you looking to go anywhere in the country or do you have any kind of a, i know you're here you know we were joking about being neighbors we're only about 90 minutes away uh both of us here in pa um you have a regional strategy what's your what's your launch strategy look like yeah you know we, we are we're in all states we're registered other than california hawaii north and south dakota there are some key states that we know we can do really well in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, Massachusetts, uh, Georgia, Texas, and Colorado, um, Tennessee. There's there's a lot of states that we can do really well in. We actually have some some people coming in for confirmation day this Friday, a New York uh, individual, and it's a uh, a pair from out in Pittsburgh that are coming in. They're within five hours of us. That, that's going to be a key. If we can sell them, uh, we can get them on the Joshua Tree Experts franchise system. We are going to be able to give them support like no other. Um, being that they're, they're our first sales, if we get them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they'll get a lot of founder support. But being that they're within, you know, the, the gent from up in New York is only like two and a half hours away, five hours before we are going to be able to just be able to be in their back door. We're going to help them go out there. We're going to be able to be there during their launch and any issues that they would have will be right there. I love that five hour strategy. I do. Mm-hmm. But I also know that tree care is everywhere. It is, you know, you look out your backyard, you go out there, she's all over the place. That's what makes this such a fabulous opportunity for somebody that wants to get in and launch a franchise system. There is just honestly, there's trees all over the place. So we know that this service and this system can be launched throughout the whole entire country. And I think with technology now, um, the way that we like to travel and the support that we want to supply, and we're giving a lot of back-end support also um, with our call center, our marketing, we know that we can launch anywhere and we can be successful. Yeah, I, I, I know there are some brand, some uh, industries, like I, I know I investigated even opening a restaurant myself, and I know there are some strategies because of supply chains and, and supplier, established supplier bases. Um, I know some, some uh, companies, uh, again, even some industries like restaurant, they want to have a, 
you know, wherever your your headquarters is, is the center of the universe, you know, and everything else just kind of grows out of that, like you said, a, a five hour radius type strategy. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot of pros to that. But, you know, you're in the franchise industry, you know, you get leads in other states. Right. And um, yeah. do you want to I mean, I've seen some people say, no, 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 we're not opening there. Uh, uh, but, you know, I think sometimes you have to go where where the interest is. You've got to go where you've got quality people that want to open your franchise. You know, and you're, you're absolutely right. Um, being part of the network that we feel very strongly and positive about, they want to be able to present you throughout the country. They don't yeah. they don't want to just be able to, you know, be stuck to a certain area where it's like, hey, you know, how many leads are we going to get from there? And, and we want to treat every single lead that we get through this door, whether it's an organic lead, uh, a broker consultant lead, we were going to treat them the exact same way. We have a seven-step discovery process that's very defined from, you know, uh, an intro call, unit economics call, FDD review, character review, you know, and going through that whole entire channel. Um, so we, and, and I do, I feel strong. I have, I've been in the industry 31, treat care preserves you, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 31 years, my network and the conferences and the relationships with colleagues that I've built through all over the country are from all over the country. I can easily be leaning on, you know, vendor support uh, in Oklahoma and another tree care company in Texas. If I'm asking about labor or I need some type of job material product from someone in Georgia, I have that support already because my network is so big. And we just continue to grow it all the time. We're a 69 person company at our headquarters. So we have tons of our, you know, people have networks and, you know, have relationships from throughout all, you know, the whole country. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I know we had a private uh, client that we consulted to a few years ago as he was establishing his, uh, his franchise. And, and um, it was a, I think I just said it, a janitorial company. And those industry, and I'm sure Tree Service would be very similar. His industry involvement, um, his industry contacts were were vitally important to to uh, his credibility. You know, when he was presenting himself into the market as a friend, as a new franchisor, it, it was very important that he could point to those and the benefits he got from from being in leadership positions, and therefore the benefit is potential franchisees would would get from yeah. from also his involvement in in um associations and industry industry groups and so on yeah makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense um so uh we started to lead into this so why don't we get into this i have two other questions after this one but so who are you looking for tell me you know i know uh, in our conversations conversations with dylan and in your bio we talk about your your culture your your integrity, what you bring to the to the marketplace. Tell me who you're looking for. Tell the the folks that are looking for a business that are watching the the brokers in some of the broker organizations. Yeah. Tell us who you're looking for. Yeah, you know it's funny when you think about tree service. The first thing people think about is, hey, you're going out and doing tree removal. While that's part of a business, it's a small part of our business. We really focus on the preservation side of trees, and we're really focusing our our market demographic for our consumer side are 15 year old homes, right? These smaller to medium trees where we can go out, we have reduced liability of having to climb trees, bringing equipment out there. And we really focus on the preservation of pruning tree and, you know, insect disease management where we're, you know, spraying the trees and shrubs, we're fertilizing them. 
very large recurring revenue stream, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't wake up in the morning and say, I want to be a tree guy, <laughs> right? People don't <laughs> think that. Um, I don't know if there's anything real sexy about being a tree guy, but what it I does. Know, I, have is, a, I have a friend of mine who was in, his father was in the HVAC business and he, he actually did wake up every day wanting to, wanting to own his father's HVAC business. But so I hope you have some sons or daughters there, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had a reflection. She's in the business, actually. She actually works <laughs> in the business. So she does a lot of our marketing. She's great. Um, you just don't think that way, but the very scale of business you launch with general tree care and plant health care okay as you scale that business and you heard you hit certain kpis then you roll in the lawn care and the pest control the type of person who is you know hey that 40 to 50 year old executive c-suite that is looking to transition into a, a career that they can take over they don't need industry experience our systems and processes we have don when i say they're very tight i launched with a consultant group and after they seen everything that we had to build our operations manual, yeah, my first plan was wanted to go regional. They seen all of our processes. They're like, you're holding yourself back. You can support mm-hmm. people, you know, on the other, you know, uh, side of the of the country here. We want someone. I really like that natural sales ability. You know, do diff profiling, high D, high I. Someone that can lead a team. Someone that can be risky and make some decisions. To me, those are the really good business owners. I really like community involvement. When I say that, is we do a ton of networking with our community. Uh, our website, joshuatreex.com. We do a lot for nonprofit organizations uh, and a lot of training. And someone that really does want to partner and grow the business. There's a lot of advantages in this business when you think about the equipment you need, the tax write-offs, building a lot of net worth, net worth through your equity. Uh, you know, you, you start buying a piece of property for your operations down the road. This is stuff that just continues to generate income for you. So someone that can really look at the bigger picture and say, hey, I'm not just looking for income, but I'm also looking for something that's scalable, something that can, I can really build my net worth, the equity in the business use this equipment, you know, power for some tax advantages uh, and someone that can really, you know, grow the business, you know, not someone that's going to be someone stagnant. Someone's going to continue to say, Hey, I have the energy and the want to continue to move forward. Yeah. So for, for your, uh, well, first of all, I, you know, it, I, I remember uh, being in a, in a, an outplacement uh, with an outplacement company and an outplace, an audience of, of uh, managers and executives that were being downsized. And, and I remember uh, asking everybody, raise your hand, how many of them do you think you'd love to own your own business? And, you know, 80, 90% of the room raised their hands. And then I, and then I asked them, well, okay, well, how many of you like to sell? <laughs> and um, probably about 20% of the, you know, 15 or 20% of the, uh, of the audience raised their hands. So they, a lot of times business owners don't realize how much they, uh, not even just selling the products or the services, but selling themselves. You know, building, as you said, building the community involvement, the, their credibility as a, as a business owner uh, has to be sold and the owners have to do that. I mean, that's just the reality. So I like that you look for that because I think that's critical. And um, I always when I personally as a broker and my brokers under under me, when we hear uh, in community involvement, uh, we're looking on somebody's bio are they now involved? You know, are what do they do? What are their givebacks? Uh, I look at their their resume, so to speak, or their LinkedIn profile. Uh, are are they on boards? You know, charity boards, or what kinds of charities do they 
do they uh, contribute their time? Do they devote their time to or invest their time to, if any? And so that to me is a for for the brokers on the call here. That's the that's the way I look to say, well, this is someone that's community minded or community oriented. Does that does that make sense? Do you look for that as well? Or it does no, and that you know that type of person that that higher energy type person really you can get people to buy into your vision a lot easier. You know, people want to, you know, they want to run with someone that they respect and someone that's got that energy and like kind of really lead the way and be the forefront. I think that's important. I do personally, you know, I like that type of person. Um, and, and again, really, you know, it's a partnership. It is. We're here to support each other. If they're not successful, we know that we're not successful. We want to do everything they can. We want someone that's come in here and, you know, you know, bring their ideas to the table too. We're very open on, you know, it's funny when you think about all these franchise systems and some of the best things they've done came from their franchisees because they listened, right? They actively listened to them. They were able to share the vision with them. They were able to get some feedback. And, you know, these have turned into some really remarkable companies and we want to be, we want to be the same thing. Yeah. And from, again, for my audience, I think this is important. Um, the franchise industry throws around the phrase franchise partners, but you really want to you really want to look at a company like Joshua uh, Tree Experts and and because they're projecting the fact that they they embrace that. And a lot of companies use that phrase, but don't necessarily truly embrace it. And I think it's particularly important, uh, Josh, to you as an emerging brand. You want people because uh, I, I was the very first for the first franchise that I ever bought. I was the very first franchisee in the United States. So I get that both from the standpoint of being it as well as my first, you know, my first sales were the first ones in my state and first ones in the country. And um, that's a unique individual and you want to embrace their talents. You want to embrace their give back. Uh, and and uh, again, for my audience, you know, this is a, this is clearly the kind of franchise that you want to uh, you want to connect your people that are more adventurous or people that that want to give back more than even just buying their sole unit or couple of territories so i'm i'm really glad uh really glad you shared that josh um two quick two quick last questions um were there any surprises you know as you got into this franchising thing uh i i i use uh when i intro people or i i, I connect with people on linkedin i say Hey, it looks like we've both been in this crazy industry called franchising, and I think it can be kind of crazy. Any surprises, you know, good or bad, but any surprises that that might help listeners, uh, you know, to be on the lookout for, so to speak. I think the franchise side, if you're looking to franchise your business, definitely, you know, do the research. I started researching back in 2019. It took me about a year and a half to actually put a plan together. And I did work with an experienced consultant that was in the business that really helped put me into an introduction with someone that I could work my FTD through, someone that I, you know, they helped me with my operations manual. Those are really two very important things within the franchise system. And I've talked to a lot of people that have not done that properly. Um, it's really come back to bite them and, and they regret doing that. So having your research done and, and really getting those two pieces underway, uh, Start trademarking immediately. I wish I would have started doing that, you know, years ago. Um, and it really is. If you really want to launch properly and you want to do a good job, you're going to have to have some a little bit, a little bit of that fun money on the back end, or at least having your business knowing that, hey, 
that's what's going to continue to fuel that machine because um, it is. It, it's, but the word is investment. Just like you know, someone's investing in the franchise. As you're launching a franchise system, you're feeding it, right? You're feeding it, and it's going to have a return. It's just you got to think, hey, when's that return going to come back? Yeah, too many times in my uh, in my first uh, after first exiting my the the having or fulfilling my exit strategy out of my franchises that I had owned, um, I I talked to a lot of people, tried to help a lot of people, and, and you you can't. Um, how, how do you want to say this? We, my old fashioned phrase would be, you can't do this on a brown bag budget. Uh, you know, we used to take our lunches in a little brown bag, you know, <laughs> if we were packing our lunches, you know, to school or uh, you, you just right. can't do it on a tight budget. You have to, you have to recognize, and I appreciate you sharing that you've got to recognize it's an investment. If you're serious about this, you're going to have to yeah. pony up some, some money, uh, to do it right. Otherwise it's going to be a constant, a constant struggle. Yeah, not that yeah. it's ever easy, but it's going to be a constant struggle. Um, that's why you see a lot of people fail in the first year, right? You know, a lot yeah. of franchisors fail in the first year because they don't have that thought process, forward thinking about, hey, what's this actually going to cost? And it, hey, need a few years of some some what do they call it, egg nest or nesting? <laughs> nesting, yeah, yeah, and they don't do what you did. Also, you you bring in the right advisors. You 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 can't. You can't do this alone. It's it's too difficult to just kind of pick an attorney and and go use yeah. an attorney and then go over here for something else. It's really better to get with con, with consultants or people with experience that that can walk you through some of the early early stage stuff. Okay, last quick question. I always ask this: Is there anything we haven't talked about that you know? It's just like one last thought. Remember, in the audience, is there any other last thoughts you'd like to share uh, before we wrap up? Uh, no, you did a really good job on, on covering everything. I I appreciate the the opportunity and again, the relationship uh, building aspect of it. Um, we're based in Pennsylvania, JoshuaTreeExperts.com or TreeCareFranchising.com. We'll give you more information about what we're offering. Um, and I'd love to hear so, uh, um, anybody that's looking to launch a franchise system, definitely check us out. I think we have a lot to offer and uh, we would look forward to working with you. Awesome. Hey, Josh, uh, great having you on and uh, we appreciate you. Wish you a lot of luck. Thanks, Doug.